Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. episode 362. It's Friday here in Cincinnati. It is significantly colder than it has been recently. Sun is shining, skies are blue, leaves are falling, everything is just as gorgeous, but it's colder, way colder. I woke up in the middle of the night and turned the heat on because it was uh, unexpectedly chilly, even with all the blankets and comforters on. And then today, I bundled up for my run. It's the shift, the transition that I most, (laughs) I do not prefer about my run. It's when I have to layer on gloves and hat and sweatshirts. For those who like to run outside, I'm sure you've had the same experience where one week you're running in t-shirt and shorts and the next it's all those layers. I move slower, it doesn't feel quite as good, but It was a beautiful morning outside. It was a little foggy. And then the full moon, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. The full moon was in front of me as I was going up the first hill and then running through the neighborhood. And then as I got back home, the sun was rising right behind our house. And so I got to see both beauties um, astrologically as I was starting my day. It was amazing. Okay, here we are. There is a black kitten racing around. Uh, Well, she just sort of settled into a little sunny spot on the carpet, maybe. (laughs) She will be still for a few minutes. But she's in the stealth bomber mode where she, like, creeps up and then unexpectedly pounces on you when you least expect it. Unexpectedly least expect it. That's when she pounces. And if that happens during this podcast, uh, (laughs) just understand where my sudden exclamation may come from. (laughs) She has talons. They're not just claws. They are talons and they hurt. (laughs) And her favorite thing to do is when I'm sitting at my desk working, which right now I'm sitting on the floor for recording the podcast, but when I'm sitting at my desk, she'll run from one end of the office, the room that I'm in, and she'll race over and grab the bottom of my pants and then run her way up my legs to land on my lap. Oh my gosh. It is painful. (laughs) It's painful. And yet I haven't figured out a way around that yet. No matter what pants I wear, it goes right through into my skin. So we'll see how she does for today's podcast. In case you didn't listen last week, Jade has joined our family and she's a bundle of energy. (laughs) But she's so cute that you just like look over any of the pain. (laughs) So we'll see what she does during today's podcast. Um, yeah, I feel like the title is October shift and, um, how that's playing out. We'll sort of explore together. We have moved through a really busy, powerful month of September, whatever your experience of it has been. 
maybe it's just been a little bit of uh, heart opening and awareness and ahas for you or maybe it's been quite a lot like for me and much of a reprioritization of people and activities and items to fill up our schedule with for me a lot has shifted in September and so as we step into October with this very first full moon if you are not reading uh, astrology wisdom right now there are going to be two full moons in October which is rare and the first one was last night and the second one is on Halloween (laughs) on October 31st at least if I have the dates right I believe that's when it is And so that's a lot of illumination. We are bookmarking this month at the beginning and at the end of the month with awareness. Uh, Full moons represent um, culminations, full illumination of something perhaps we have not wanted to fully see before or look at in all of its layers. Maybe we just looked at the top layer and we didn't open that thing up that was a little much. And so two full moons in one month is going to say, yeah, it's time. It's time to explore whatever that thing is that you haven't perhaps wanted to explore. We're also moving, um, in, we're in Libra and we're going to be moving towards Scorpio. And Scorpio for me often represents like the secrets and the um, hidden aspects of something, whatever that is. So as I name all of that, we are also in a very dynamic political climate here in the United States with elections in one month and uh, we had our first debate for our presidential candidates this past week which if anyone was watching that with me perhaps you only watched for a short while also because it was so disturbing uh, to see two grown men acting and conducting themselves in the way that they did. And then the news, the political news that keeps coming forward is just revealing one layer after another. This morning we woke up to the news in the United States that our president has been tested positive for COVID. And there are so many emotions and thoughts depending on your perspective about COVID and your perspective about the president and (laughs) your perspective about anything right now in this world. There's so many ways to receive that news. And yet, what does it mean? What is it going to uh, open up in this last month before we elect a new president? It's, it's like a bomb going off uh, politically, emotionally, for so many. And so I bring all of that information <laughs> here to this space <laughs> to say... All is well, even if we don't believe it, even if it looks like there is so much chaos and illumination happening that the structures are falling around us. And as some of my astrology friends have said in their posts, structures are crumbling. (laughs) If you've seen Inception, you'll have a better visual of what that might mean. That we have, uh, well, I'll just offer my perspective. I believe as a humanity, we have created ways in which uh, we have a normal, uh, let me see how to say this better. In order for us to function in a world with so many people and so many energies and so many ideas, 
we have come up with agreed upon structures that create some semblance of order or normalcy or routine, understanding. We have ways that finance works and ways that politics work, whatever country you're in, and ways that healthcare and education, we have all these structures in place so that the world is somewhat organized. It's like my son is taking his driver's license test tomorrow, and it's it's the same sort of idea. In order to get your driver's license, you have to understand and memorize the rules of the road. You have to learn how to maneuver your car. You have to know... <laughs> there's cat. <laughs> Our little cat's playing right next to me. You have to know how to participate in co-creation, or else it'll be like the very first cars that were on the road. Isn't the story that they ran into each other because they hadn't agreed who would go on the left and who would go on the right? And so they, they ran right into each other in the first two cars were destroyed. <laughs> Maybe that's not a true story, but I remember learning that when I was learning to drive, and it's always stuck with me. There are agreed-upon ways in which we participate in this human experience, and we have all learned to play by those rules. We may not follow them. We may create our own along the way. We may buck the system and go off into... Um, what do they call that show? Off the grid. <laughs> we may go off the grid because we don't agree with the structures that everyone is playing within. And yet it has created a sense of order with as many humans as we have had living and breathing in this physical realm that we call Gaia or Earth. So why do I share all of that? I do believe that structures are crumbling. Um, and maybe crumbling is not really the best word. It's, it's a good description. And if you've seen Inception, that's the word that would describe what Inception shows. <laughs> She's adding sound effects here. <laughs> Perhaps a better word is reassembling or, um, rebuilding. It's like when I first started in the construction industry, this is actually how I met my husband. The company I worked for was in the midst of this massive rebuilding project for Cincinnati Public Schools, our main provider of education here in this city. And there was a huge levy passed, a lot of money raised, so that every one of the, I think it was 52 schools, if I'm right, every one of the schools would be rebuilt in some way. Some of them would be renovated because the structures were so beautiful and, and the architecture was so valuable. Others would be torn down and completely rebuilt from scratch. And then some were moved to new locations and then a new building was erected and the old one was used for some other purpose. And so for my husband's school, for example, at the time that I met him, they were in an old building that wasn't worth redoing. And so they had a brand new building created that was, is one of the leading art schools in the nation. And it had all of this amazing technology. And, you know, what they went from into was dramatic. This old building into this brand new space that was just leading edge for these artistic individuals that were going to study there, K through 12. It's, well, <laughs> there's so much information coming through so quickly. 
for me to witness how an entire district was making decisions and which schools warranted rebuilding and which were better to start over. It was quite eye-opening because I'd never looked at a uh, public plan in that way where so many factors and key stakeholders were all contributing and part of the decision-making. And it, and now 10 years later, you know, to see how it has played out and to watch the activities and the shifts that have happened just within the school that my husband still works at, it's really been powerful to to witness the rebuilding from the vantage point that I've had. I feel like we are at that same place as a humanity here on earth. We are, it started, it's been starting, but it really started the beginning of this year. And then quarantine and COVID moving across the world and all of the shifts that have happened with other movements and social, social justice uh, efforts. Like it's, it's been such a year of tearing down what doesn't work looking at the parts that are worth keeping and then slowly starting to make plans to formulate some sort of next steps of how we move forward as a humanity. These are such big concepts I'm (laughs) presenting here with these big words. (laughs) It's like the difference between micromanagement and macromanagement or oversight. You know, how deep in the details are you going to get? As we move into October, as we begin with a full moon and end with a full moon, and then go right into our elections, I have a sense that our government is continuing to explore what do we keep and what do we need to tear all the way down and rebuild, which parts of our collective agreement that we've made here in the United States still serve us as a as a group of individuals who have all agreed upon some (laughs) uh, rules in which we play. Which ones still serve and which ones no longer do? And what do we do about it? You know, it happened in healthcare when COVID first started. Healthcare was revolutionized. What are we doing and how do we protect the patients? How do we protect the workers? How do we find a balance How do we find the resources that we need depending on what the pandemic shows us? You know, the push to produce ventilators and masks and move hospital beds around and prepare for lots of individuals needing support all at the same time. Our healthcare went through a massive revolution and it's not complete. You know, after being in the hospital so much with my mom recently, there's a lot that is constantly changing and new rules and new ways of um, protecting and still allowing the nurses, the doctors, the patients to be able to communicate easily. It's very difficult to truly hear what a doctor or nurse is saying through a mask if you are a patient who is hard of hearing. It limits the communication and that's just one tiny example of what we have not yet figured out. The ways of providing protection for each other and yet still allowing for that flow of energy and support and connection there's a lot that still needs to be resolved 
within healthcare. And I know I've probably talked about this before, but education, oh, what, what a difficult summer and fall season we have experienced here, at least in the United States, to help our students prepare to learn and our teachers be supported and resourced in how to teach. And then to bring the two together, whether that's in-person or blended or virtual or remote or whatever words we're using, it's, it's been a time of old structures being evaluated and new ones being built. And what that looks like in the process can be very messy and chaotic. <sighs> Big breath, right? So what do we do about it? This is the, the question I ask myself all the time, this whole year, all the time. I'm constantly checking in with myself. It's the conversation that comes up the most, I think, in our gym conversations and um, in my client sessions is, what do I do? The world looks like it's falling apart. The systems are changing and how do I participate in creating something new without getting caught up in the debris and the falling chaos of what's dissolving or or rebuilding what's my place in all of it and and is it this is probably one that I hear the most is it right for me to focus here in my experience when there's so much happening in the collective experience? Shouldn't I be out there doing more for the collective to change it so that it doesn't fall apart? I, I feel, this is what I get from people, I feel like it's irresponsible to not be doing more to change the collective co-creation. To just be in my own world doing my own thing feels wrong. And, um, and so how do I navigate? What do I do in this time of so much change to be of the greatest value? And also hold my shit together, you know? Provide for my family and take care of my children or my neighbors or my parents or whoever it is that's in my bubble in my sphere of, of energy, how do I navigate both? So my, <laughs> what word would I use? My heartfelt reflection or suggestion for all of us is make sure you take care of you first. Make sure you take care of you first because it's much like, you know, teachers or nurses or doctors. If they aren't in a state of easy flow, like I talked about in last week's podcast, if their systems aren't running at an optimal level and they aren't satisfied with, with their lives, with their path, with the energy that's moving through them, with their physical health, they're going to arrive to do their work depleted. And that depleted energy is going to match the patients, the students, the communities who also feel depleted. And so all of that depleted energy is going to become more and more overwhelming. And it's going to be like, um, 
what do you call this sinking sand you know it's going to be like someone's in sinking sand and then those who think they are helping reach in to try to help pull the one out but they don't have any solid ground they're standing on and so suddenly everyone's down in the sinking sand and no one's able to find their way out that community sense of depletion becomes stronger when we are meeting those who are also more and more depleted. So that's one feeling. You can feel the vibration of what I just shared. It's like the air is being sucked out of us. It's, it's tighter and squishier and <laughs> like, oh, right, there's no room. So the other possibility, and I shared this in my newsletter yesterday, and so I'll share this again here in this space with you. When we create um, routines and practices each day, not just once a week. It's not like you go to the gym once a week and you stay healthy or you eat one good meal a week and you stay healthy or you drink water really well one day a week and you're hydrated. You make sure you have one moment of play once a week and you feel happy. When you have a daily practice that supports self-love and self-nourishment and deep self-care, and you can find a practice that could be five minutes or ten minutes a day and easy meals that nourish you all day long and simple ways to bring more water into your body. This isn't like your entire life has to be rebuilt and a revolution of everything in your life. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm inviting all of us into is an awareness every morning when we get up that we're going to take good care of ourselves. We're, we're going to make sure that we are healthy, vibrant, and happy. Even if you just begin with a tiny bit of vibrancy and a tiny bit of happiness and a tiny bit of healthiness, and you just do a little bit every single day, you become more resourced, you become stronger physically, emotionally, you find that your energy level allows you to be able to um, sustain a steadiness that is invaluable, so exceedingly valuable to those around you. So let me try and explain this in a different way. I'll use this example, the sinking sand. If we are off to the side of this sinking sand pit, just to use the same image since we already opened that image up. If we're standing over by where a tree is, perhaps 10, 20 feet away from where you can tell the sand begins and the sinking begins, and we have this ability to have a perspective that's a little wider so we can see the whole landscape. We can see all the people who may be making their way towards that sinking sand and we can tell them don't go that way. We can see the ones who are in there and look around us to find what resources may be available to help pull someone out of that sinking sand. Our perspective being further away from it allows us to see a lot more information. This is what I call meditation or stillness or mindfulness. 
when you close your eyes, whether it's five minutes a day, 10, a half hour, four hours, whatever you do is perfect for you and you'll know. Just begin. When you just sit quietly with your eyes closed and you allow your mind to slowly move through the to-do list, move through the thoughts, just breathe, just be, you start to allow more space in your mind through that meditative practice for the perspective to get wider. You don't get as lost in the details. It's like you're able to pull yourself to a slightly higher vantage point and you can see your world, your days, your activities just from a little bit higher view. And so then you you discover connections that you hadn't realized, resources that you had forgotten about. It's like me looking at all of those 52 schools in Cincinnati Public Schools. I hope I have the right number, but that feels right. I'm able to see all the schools instead of just being focused on this one tiny one in the midst of all of these others. You're, you're able to pull back and go, oh, oh, I see why it would make more sense to reschedule things, to put more resources into this place over this one, to have these two that are similar talk to each other so maybe they can condense the design timeline or, or share ideas of best practices. That stillness each day allows you to do that for your life, for your activities, for your relationships. Just that little bit of stillness allows you to go, oh, <laughs> let go of all those worries and see how things are starting to connect with each other. And then you may change your priorities in the day. You may change your flow of what it is you're going to bring into your body and move out of your body. You're, you're just going to shift some things in your activities that suddenly elevate who you are, how you're showing up, what you're doing with your time, how you're treating your body. And you become more resourced. You become more aligned with a higher flow through your mind, body, spirit. This is also what really solid relationships in our lives offer or really beautiful communities. When we come together, for example, in our gym community and we share what's happening and offer reflections for each other, there's this uh, underlying agreement within the space that we hold a higher viewpoint for each other. So we'll witness one's struggling or one's in pain or one has this huge thing that just blew up in their world. And we all hold the higher vantage point. There must be a purpose for this. Let's support you as you move through the emotions. Let's not get lost in the pain and the story and sink down into the sand where you can't find your way back up. Find a community if you don't have one and give yourself once a week where you do that, where you experience that level of connection and support. My friend told me a couple weeks ago that there, I think I shared this, there's this research that of all things that most support an individual in being healthy and living longer, it's community. It's knowing that you're not doing it by yourself knowing that there are others who love you and cherish you. It's what I talked about last week, you know, when someone goes into the hospital because they're not feeling well, 
Sometimes it's simply so that they can be reconnected to love and feel the support of their community show up around them. And that brings them back into health, brings them back into a greater flow and balance again. So stillness, you know, how do we, how do we support others who are in the sinking sand? The answer is step back and look at the situation with a new perspective. And you do that through presence, through mindfulness, through meditation, through just that time of pulling yourself out of the overstimulated world in which we live. I also believe that when we are resourced so to tie it into um, since I public schools, since we're using that example also, when they claimed and when they asked for and received the funding to support this big master building program they had, they were resourced to be able to allocate whatever they needed to where it was most going to make an impact. And so all of the pre-work they did allowed them to have everything they needed available for when they needed it. I feel like it's the same for us as humans, especially right now on our planet. When you have a daily practice and you're filling yourself up with some stillness time, with an awareness of what your body needs, how much water you should be drinking, um, deeper rest, just that quiet space within you, which is so healing. If you're doing that every single day, you're resourcing yourself in advance of when you may actually need those resources to be available. So it's like filling up the bank, and the bank is your body. You're just filling yourself up with uh, peace and inner harmony and um, a greater awareness of how your life could be playing at a more cohesive, transparent way. You're bringing all of these nuggets, these treasures into yourself. And you may do that for days, weeks, months, a year before you reach a point where those around you really need support. And now you're so resourced that you can easily show up for those individuals and you're never depleted. You're just sharing that joy or that peace. You're illuminating with them what you learned months ago or a year ago and now it serves those around you all of those treasures resources on a daily practice brought into you then allow you to be so steady and so strong and when those around you feel like they're falling apart you can just be with them and love them and support them and you're not depleted it's like there was one nurse that my mom and I were talking to, and she had set up this incredible schedule. She works weekends, 12 hours, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Her husband also works, I think, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for his job. They both work long days, but then they're off from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and she's off Friday by herself. So they have intense periods of lots of work, and then they have all these days where they get to hang out together and play together. She's with her best friend all day long and they work on their garden and see their family and make meals together and play. And so they fill themselves up for those four days, five days, and then going to work and they're so resourced with their patients, with their clients. 
and they're so happy and they just show up in the space of it's all going to be good you're you've got this everything's okay and it's she was so relaxed and so happy that all of that energy came into the room with my mom it was amazing to listen to her talk about it and see how gentle and kind she was with my mom it's she's so resourced we don't have to do it in that way but if we can on a daily basis just fill ourselves up we're so able to flow whatever is needed out in the moments when it's needed and sometimes all that is is just being present and listening to someone I've spent so much of my time this past week just listening and maybe offering some guidance but mostly just going oh yeah I hear you like it's intense right now intense and you're going to figure this out and I've got you and you're you've got you and it's all going to be okay and that that knowing in me that that's true because it's what I do every day it's what I practice in my meditation time it's the way I fill my body and my days with nourishment I feel I know everything is well and even when it looks like the world is going crazy around me, I know I'm good. I know those around me, I see them, I've got them, they're good. That steadiness, when we are doing that, practicing that at an individual level, I believe that's like the grassroots efforts. You know, when we talk about politics, there's been so much talk about speak to the American people, don't speak to each other in the debate the grassroots, the ones on the ground, boots on the ground, they are going to be the ones that determine what happens in the election. And we need to talk to those at a grassroots level. I mean, all these words that float around in social media posts and news articles. What does that mean? It means it's the individuals. It's the individuals who are going to create this reality that is being formed. Yes, there are big leaders, big systems, big governments, big educational programs, big healthcare workers. Yes, all of that is true. And I believe those big things are being rebuilt, being reshaped by individuals, many individuals. And so the more of us who are resourced and steady and strong and aware that all is well, and that we are co-creating something that has never been seen before. <laughs> well, we don't know that in our timeline here on Earth. Perhaps it has never been seen before. But do we really know all the timelines that existed on Earth? I don't know. Scientists would say yes, but I, I would say no. We don't really know. Was Atlantis real? I absolutely believe it. Can we prove it? Scientists probably would say no. <laughs> but does that mean it's not true? The only way we're going to find out is, is to see what is possible when we allow... Yeah, that sounds maybe too woo-woo for you, but for me it feels true. When we allow the vibration that already existed on this planet ages ago to be felt within us, when we tune into... Lemuria. I mean, when you feel like some of those vibrations and allow them to 
sit in your chakra system, in your soul. It changes the way we see the world. It changes the possibilities that we allow here in our human realm. But I digress. (laughs) For us now at this time, I believe it is individuals who are creating change and it is individuals who are creating a new vibration, a new feeling of peacefulness and wellness here on this planet. And so there's lots of research and data and stories and case studies to prove that the world is a mess and chaos is real and there's just bad everywhere. Also, it's just as true that I feel peaceful, that I feel happy, that those around me are thriving and getting healthier and stronger and stepping into their gifts and finding clarity and aligning more and more with the soul within. And so if I'm experiencing that, I know there are many others who are also experiencing that. And the more and more of us who feel that, embody that, are resourced walking around on this planet talking about that, are going into hospitals and school buildings and communities and whatever else, governmental buildings, voting booths, (laughs) and we are holding a different vibration, a higher vibration, a higher possibility, there's no way the world isn't going to change into something that is more harmonic, something that is a higher possibility. Yeah, so (laughs) what was the original question? (laughs) It was, is it wrong to focus on me instead of focusing on, you know, big systems, big government, the collective energy of the world? I believe that focusing on you, taking good care of you, being resourced, and then showing up fully in your days, in your life, in your relationships is the highest contribution you can bring to humanity at this time. Being the very best version of you absolutely can change our world. And the more of us doing it, the faster the world is going to change to match that. So, full moon in Aries is about new beginnings, illumination, seeing things from a diff- seeing things from a different perspective. And then we're going to have another full moon <laughs> at the end of this month on Halloween right? Good stuff. So you have a month. You have this month of October, this possibility where you can shift into something different. And my, my encouragement for you is to focus on you and becoming more resourced, becoming more aware of your life, your relationships, your shit, your stuff that needs to change, your stuff that you can release. Focusing on how you are flowing energy, life force, love through you and out into those around you. And so it may mean that you're a little selfish at first, that you have to say no to some people who expect things to be done by you because it always was done by you. In order to become resourced, you have to, you have to create time and space to fill yourself up. And so what would that look like? How do you do that? How do you begin that? 
You know, maybe you just sit in the sunshine under a tree for a few minutes and breathe and start there. Maybe you call a friend and say, I want to go for a walk because I need to be outside, but I can't walk with you and listen to you complain (laughs) or listen to you tell me all your worries. I just want to put headphones on with you. We'll both listen to our own music and we'll just go for a walk. How's that sound? (laughs) Right? And we start to change We start to change within ourselves and in the ways we're exchanging energy with other people. It may mean you don't listen to the news quite as much as we go through this political climate. You decide what it is that you're going to vote or what it is you believe in, or you open yourself up to doing some research so you're informed, and then you turn off all the other chatter because maybe people are trying to work it out through their words, their voices. And if you've already worked it out within yourself, maybe it doesn't serve you to listen to everybody else working it out. (laughs) Or maybe it's just enjoyable and you're able to hold a boundary and just laugh at what's happening because it really is a a reality show (laughs) that we're sitting at front seats in. (laughs) Maybe as I say all of this, you... You're feeling this invitation to go deeper into yourself and, and really unravel some of your shit, <laughs> some of your patterns and your stories. I am about to send an email out today that describes this new program that I'm offering, a new, that's not even the word, this new relationship that I'm offering with my clients that is very deep and very intimate. I'm calling it Remembering Together, and it's three to six months of walking side by side through your stuff and looking at it and then finding, remembering within yourself who you are, like who you really are, who you came here to be, what you're here to contribute. And then what needs to release or shift or change in your world, in you, so that you can show up in that way. It's a really deep, intensive dive into you. And I'm so excited. Uh, I've already started it. And the work is profoundly beautiful when, when someone is willing to be seen and, and I see them. It's so incredible. So anyway, there's information coming about that. You can look on my website if you want. It's under, where is it? (laughs) I just want to say, where is it hidden? (laughs) Where is it hidden? You have to search for it because it's not just for the average person. It's under offerings. So mysouljourney.com offerings, healing sessions. And then it's called Remembering Together. And I made a video, like a 10-minute video where I talk about what it means and what it looks like. And you'll know if it's for you you'll know. It's much like, I consider it equal to taking like a capstone class in university, you know, when you're about to graduate and there's like the class that summarizes all the things you've learned and you take that class and it just brings everything together. It weaves all of the pieces of your four or five or six years of studying together in a way that is indescribable. That's that's what remembering together is. It's a, um, a powerful, intensive capstone class that brings your mind, body, soul together in a beautiful way. So it's a significant investment of money and time, and it's also 
so damn good. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, so you'll know. If that's for you, you'll know. And if you need some community support, the energy gym is growing. And the ones who are in there are so cool and so beautiful and so vulnerable in the way that we're all showing up. So that may be a space that you want to check out if, if you're looking for community and you don't have a group locally around you. Our virtual community rocks. <laughs> it rocks. Yeah, that's what's happening. I bring my mom home from the hospital tomorrow. I am celebrating. We are all celebrating. It's going to be so cool to have her back home. She's just... She's just so amazing. We had we just had some really fun visits and chats in the hospital because there's no distractions. It's just mom and I sitting in a room talking. <laughs> oh, God, I just love her so much. So she's coming home tomorrow. We are sending her big love as she um, strengthens her, her balance, her leg, you know, as she moves forward. And then also a big hug to my dad, who's just been a rock for my mom over the last three weeks. All right, that's my update. Jade is clawing at my legs, so I think that means it's time to get ready for the gym. <laughs> I'm sending you big love. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Here we go into October. You've got this. You've totally got this. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.